Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming up on today's show, it's a light news week, but we've got some fun special guests. This is the wrong shot. <laughs> What's good, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Friday. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Brittany Brombacher. Hello. And welcome back, Rihanna Manuel. Hello. And Mr. Danny Pena is here. Hello. Hey, friends. I was so We're happy. We're so glad that you guys are here. Yeah. So glad to be here. It's been a while since I've been in the studio. I know. Way too long. Before we go any further, I want everybody out there, if you are in a safe place, to raise a glass to D and R over here. <laughs> That's right. Rihanna and Danny got engaged. Congratulations. Yes. Cheers. Yay. So happy for you both. Yes, Thank take you. a sip. Mm. I wasn't going to pretend like we were going to go very far without um, <laughs> without uh, acknowledging that. If you guys follow either of them on social media, you probably already saw this announcement. But as friends of the show, we love you both and are very happy for you. Um, so, I mean, how was your trip overall? You guys were in the Dominican Republic where yeah. it all went down. Mm-hmm. Now you're back at that... That newly engaged glow. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I had everything planned. Ah! It was really good. Were you I nervous? surprised her big time. I yes, I got her. totally <laughs> caught off guard. Here's another thing. Uh, a great friend of ours, Maria, and also this one here, were I, in on it. Oh, I don't, shit. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and did not give anything away. It was a perfectly pulled off caper, and I'm very impressed by everybody involved. Yes. But yes, it, I was hugely surprised. It was a beautiful moment, yeah. and... Uh, I'm very excited to. Yeah. Danny, were you the, nervous no. as fuck though? Were you worried that something was gonna like get fucked up along the way? No, I was more worried about. Well, first of all, uh, I just I just saw the ring the day that I proposed to her, like actually minutes before minutes I proposed before. to her. Wait, Whoa. what? That was, that the, was first the first time I got time to see the ring. It. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because uh, the thing is, I didn't want to send it to our house, so I'm like, all right, let me send it to I her mom. Found it. <laughs> that sounds right. Her, oh. And her mom was the one that. That gave me the ring when Reed wasn't paying attention. And yeah, that's how everything happened from there. But I was, that part I was nervous. I'm like, oh my God, how am I gonna put it off? Cause I love surprises. So I wanted to surprise Reed big time. So it was good. It was good. We managed to, to make it happen. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I love love. Yeah. It's so good that people are in love. It's wonderful. We're happy for you. Yeah. Um, but Reed, you are wearing a G4 shirt because for everybody who, has been under a rock and not known that <laughs> Rihanna is the director of brand at G4. Yeah, she is. You guys announced that you're finally launching this week. Yes, we can finally talk about it. We have a launch date. All of the, the building materials are finally in. <laughs> That's good. Because if you know anything about building in a time of quarantine and COVID, it is hard AF. 
but yeah, uh, stuff is going up and I'm going into the office soon, masked up and everybody's vaccinated and can't wait to actually sit next to coworkers and create some stuff for you to see. So November 16th. That's the big day. It's the big day. It's our launch day. We're going to have lots of cool stuff between now and then that you can engage with. And yeah. Have you guys announced any programming? We have. Yeah, of course. Attack of the Shows coming back. Yes. X-Play. We have a new esports show, Boosted, is coming to our channel. That's the one that Avili May is hosting, right? Yeah. Yeah, Avili. She's great. Yeah. She's, oh my gosh, did you see her League of Legends <laughs> video that they yes. just put out for mm-hmm. Worlds? Oh, yeah. She's God. so fun. So much talent. <laughs> no, Avalie is amazing. Um, Golden Boy is going to be over there. You'll see uh, Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods showing up. There's there's lots of great people popping up on the esports stuff. So, yeah, we're really excited. Spoken like a true director of brand. I'm so go. proud of you. No, Look I'm, at you. I'm very proud of Riga. She's been working really, really hard this year. Her and the team. So, congrats to everybody with her. Yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be watching. We'll be keeping our eyes peeled on how everything mm-hmm. rolls out. So I've got a lot of friends that are working over there. Yeah. Um, well, thank you to everybody who is here watching the show. We know we don't normally take this much time at the top of the show. We have been trying to get right into it. But, you know, when we got the homies here, we got to make sure <laughs> that they feel the love. But we do have a little bit of news for you guys, and we will get to that in just a minute. But I want to say thank you to this month's Patreon producers, Chewy's Godson, Alex Rogopoulos, David Icolucci, Ferris Atia, Justin Foshi, Matthew Goddard, and Punctified. And if you want to get a special shout out here where we say welcome to our Patreon community, patreon.com slash what's good games is the place where you can check out our offerings. We've recently retooled them and slimmed them down. Mm-hmm. Now you have three memberships to choose from. So head on over there and uh, see what we got. Like you can the show ad free for example speaking of ads this show is brought to you by express vpn and demon slayer but we'll tell you more about them later Brittany. it looks like we have a couple new podcast reviewers we have chill 206 and ert ranger truett not gonna lie at a quick glance i thought that said something about eating turds i don't know where my mind was at (laughs) (laughs) at the time it was clearly in a whole nother plane of existence but yeah thank you so much for these podcast reviewers you know we mention it every week it really does help us out it helps people find the show and if you write something like fun and witty, you know, I'll, I'll read it out here, out loud, on the air. It's great. Get a little shout out, if you will. We, I love all the sappy ones, too. Don't get me wrong. They make me very happy. But, you know, to stand out yes. these days, you have to be funny and witty. That's just the way it goes. I yes. don't make the There rules. are a lot of sappy ones. You guys are really kind to us. Yes. So thank you very much to everybody who has been taking the time to write a review. It really does make a difference for us. All right. Into the news we go. <laughs> First up. Final Fantasy XIV has surpassed 24 million players, Damn. becoming the most profitable Final Fantasy game in the series. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know why I got so dramatic there. Um, <laughs> IGN.com, Matt Kim writes, during a recent hands-on preview event for the upcoming Final Fantasy XIV and Walker expansion, director Naoki Yoshida revealed that Square Enix's most popular MMORPG recently surpassed 24 million players, making it the most profitable in the series. Speaking to press in a digital preview event, Yoshida revealed that player count has hit 24 million players in 11 years after it was originally released. Can you believe it's been around for that long? I think I, I think Mm -hmm. I just forgot that Final Fantasy 14 has just been like rolling in the background. Just yeah, I've been playing. I think the first time I played the Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy 2 for the Super NES. Ooh, dating ourselves. That was a long time ago. I was like early 90s. (laughs) Yes. But uh, yeah, what Brittany? What what is your favorite? Final Fantasy 
game for you. Uh, uh, if I can just get my but wide like- shot, Andrea, thank you very much. You can kind of see back here, my friend. It's a whole collection of Final Fantasy IX figurines. It is the best Final uh, Fantasy IX. You can fight me all you want. I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> thank you for coming. Nine to is pretty talk. good. That, you, you know, I skipped nine. Oh, and I played oh, it. I, I, but, but wait, there's a, there's a reason why I skipped nine. The reason this is when PlayStation was releasing PlayStation 2. And it came out for PlayStation 1 during that time. It and did. I skipped it. And but then I, I replayed well, played it for the first time when it came out for Game Pass and um, oh, I like it. It's okay. really good. Okay. Really good. You redeemed yeah. yourself, my friend, because I was about to go over there. <laughs> oh, right. oh, that, was a, that was a close one. That was man. a close. I was a little yeah. nervous for you. Yeah, a little bit. I need a drink after that. I almost took back her congratulations. I, I did. Yes. I was saying, I'm coming, I'm coming to see your girl. I saw Danny. her emotions. I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not looking good. <laughs> Um, just a couple other highlights from the article because I don't want to fully go into Matt's preview here. If you guys want to learn more about it, of course, IGN.com, you can read the entire thing for yourself. But I thought it was interesting that um, Yoshida Asan said, it is perhaps unbecoming of me to say it in terms of our business, but we've been able to achieve great success. Moving forward, we're going to spare no expense with our investments to ensure that this game continues to be one which our players can enjoy. So if you are a fan of Final Fantasy XIV... That sounds like Square is going to be dumping a bunch of money into it. So you know that's what? A quite I'm a commitment. Yeah, really excited about. So I've tried to play Final Fantasy fourteen a few times. It just never really hooks me. It was too like kill ten mud crabs, which I know mud crabs aren't in the game. Don't get mad at me. But there is this weird like Stardew Valley slash. It's being described as like Stardew Valley slash Animal Crossing post po- post launch patch. It's like a tongue twister. That's coming to it. Have you guys heard about this? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's coming eventually. So this also comes from Matt Kim at IGN. So it sounds a lot like Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing called Island Sanctuary. The director, Naoki Yoshida-san, shared more details about this upcoming mode and what you can and can't do. Um, Essentially, it sounds like you are on a deserted island. You can build things. You can raise animals. And like that sounds very dangerous, Mm. but very exciting for me. And maybe you too, Andrea. Maybe you'll get it back back into some Animal Crossing-esque activities. It's interesting that you bring up Animal Crossing because, unfortunately, due to the date of the Animal Crossing Direct, we aren't going to be able to include it in today's episode, but we will be talking about it on next week's episode. That's true. Because if you remember, when Janet was on the show, we talked about the fact that Nintendo said on October 15th there's going to be a new Animal Crossing Direct, so I don't think Final Fantasy is going to be able to pull my attention from Tom Nook, just being what honest. What if they launch this Island Sanctuary and they're like... Yoshida Sen comes on stage and he's like, yo, there's this one woman named Andrea Renee. And she had had all this fantastic feedback for Animal Crossing. And we just had to take all of her feedback and implement it into our new mode. <laughs> Would that do the trick? Uh, listen, a girl can dream, right? <laughs> a girl can dream. All I want is to be able to craft multiple things at one fucking time. See? If I could have one thing on my list, that would probably be it. Sir. Actually, no, I probably have. A, I probably would need to rethink my one thing. But that's a good one off the top of my head. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, congratulations to the entire team at Square who works on that game. Y'all killing it. Uh, and the next story that I want to talk about is one that we mentioned a few weeks back. But now a turn of events has occurred. Epic Games now credits Among mm-hmm. Us inner sloth as the inspiration for Fortnite's imposter mode Hmm. so if you guys remember when imposter mode came out it was clearly super popular because a lot of people like the game mechanic that among us clearly propelled to 
stratospheric levels of fame. Obviously, this idea is not new. We talked about it back on that episode that other games and other tabletops that have done this idea before about like this sneaky murder and figuring out who it is, right? But I'm really glad to see that this turn of events went down. So now that Epic has finally acknowledged the source of its inspiration, writes Eurogamer, for Fortnite's social deduction and space imposters mode, the brand has begun in earnest on Twitter, pointing to an official collaboration with Among Us and its developer, Innerslav. In response to a tweet announcing Fortnite's 18.2 update, which is also credited excuse me, which also credited Among Us as the inspiration for imposters, Innersloth offered a googly-eyed emoji before the official Fortnite account swept in with a hey at Among Us game. Since you're here, we've got something we wanted to ask you. A little more forced chumminess follows in the insufferable manner of these things. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but it all ends in an affirmative from Inner Sloth after Epic writes, Big fans, we never got to talk about how you inspired us. What do you think about working on something fun together? Hmm. Hmm. Oh. I, I'm wondering, if it wasn't for the community, you think all this would be happening, though, this conversation or, at all, or what? I got to say, I don't think so. No, nah, yeah. I don't think so either. I, I, think, mm. I, I think they're... You're probably right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I hesitated for a minute just because the community took up the flag, but it was the developer who publicly spoke out that I think caught Epic's attention because I don't think that Epic truly cares what their naysayers think. They are very good about managing community feedback with Fortnite, right? We've seen that over the last few years of development yes. of that game. Yeah. But I think we've never really seen a developer come forward publicly to be like yeah dog that sucked why'd you do that to us because remember if you go back fortnite the the original game it wasn't battle royale right. at all it was yeah it was um before the storm no uh, no that's a, I, I, oh, I, that, what was it called? that's the name of life is strange yeah, okay. yeah. save the world but but see uh, when they added battle royale in the game the developers of of PUBG, they never they never mentioned anything publicly about it i mean the community did did they yes they did they did i don't remember but but what you're saying is like this wasn't an, it wasn't an official response but there was like i remember brendan brendan green yes definitely saying stuff when fortnite launched their battle royale did we see anything about the ping system being lifted from apex no I mean, I, may, know, I mean, I didn't, to be clear. I did not see anything. <laughs> mm. But what Does it exist on the internet? Sure. Highly likely. <laughs> right. yeah. But what Danny's saying is, like, this isn't the first time that they've been known to kind of go in and sweep up another mode, if you will, right? And I think that was the whole yeah. thing. It's like... Borrow. Mm -hmm. bar borrow. Inspired. Yeah, inspired. <laughs> A lot of inspiration going on there. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because Epic especially has been, like... We're the David and Goliath. Look at us fighting the evil overlords, Apple, for the whatever, the good of all development studios, blah, blah, blah. But then they're also like, we'll take that. Thank you very much. And yeah, it was a thing where the developers were speaking out and they even had been trying to collaborate with Epic for a while. And, you know, I hope they got like a big fat wad of cash or something. Yeah. I really hope they do. Yeah. Good for them. Like, I don't need Epic to come out and publicly apologize because I think that's what a lot of the community is looking for because they feel mm -hmm. personally wronged by this. But at the end of the day, like, who's been wronged by it is inner wronged here. You know, interpret that as you will. Inner sloth. So I hope, like, there's some good behind-the-scenes cash flow happening because, you know, like, it was it was a little, a little gross from, like, the layouts of the maps so they even called them imposters. Epic did like can you yeah. call them like tricksters or like traitors or something different and they didn't so good on them 
Go buy a yacht. Cheers. <laughs> Go buy a <laughs> yacht. <laughs> Cheers. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll we'll wait and see mm. what the, what the future holds. Brittany. <laughs> I heard there was a new trailer. Mm. Also, I'm not even going to be coy. I watched that thing multiple times. It was damn good. Yay! I'm so happy to <laughs> It was really that. good. I w- the whole time I watched it the first time, I was watching it with John. I was like, this trailer fucking kicks ass. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's... I mean, there's always going to be the naysayers online, right? The people are like, oh, this movie looks so fucking stupid. It's like, what are you expecting? Yeah. Like, honestly, are you expecting the next blockbuster hit? Like, I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, Uh-oh. yes, we have. We're talking about the Welcome to Raccoon yes. City trailer we, for everybody who's like, what's going on? Yeah, we talked about this last week. I was really excited for it, and it came out. And there's two different trailers. I've watched both of them multiple times. Um, I did a live react to it. It, it. Fucking glorious. I loved it so much. So, Danny, you said you've also watched this as well. Yes. And that's- okay, but you have you have questions, you said. I feel like. Oh, boy. The graphics and then like oh, the, CG. the special effects, it kind of seemed cheap to me. I don't know, like very low budget. I don't know. Hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I got to see the full movie, but I was not impressed with the trailer. I, I, I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm killing the vibe here. Oh, but shit. I was not I was not impressed. I was not impressed. Remember when we I, I'm liking talking earlier <clears throat> about Final Fantasy IX and how you not having played it, and I said I was going to go in and swoop Rhea off her feet and steal it from you? <laughs> you know you know what I think is the reason why I was like, this looks so good, is because I have recently played the remakes, and like there's like some like shot for shot from the yeah. video games <clears throat> in that trailer, and so I think it's such fan service for people who've played mm-hmm. the the games that I think that was what really impressed me about it but it also didn't seem like some of the more cheesy Resident Evil movies we've gotten in the past that have been a little bit like this looks like yeah calling it B horror is like a compliment but so, I, I mm-hmm. yeah Brit, this is your time to shine yeah, tell, go, us, tell us all about shine. it so Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City is a I don't want to call it a retelling because the director, Johannes Roberts, is trying to be very like one-to-one as much as he can of Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2. Now, what's interesting about that is that if you've played Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 2, you know in the games they're several months apart. So they don't run concurrently. But in this film, he's tying the two games together to make a film where these events are happening, happening at the same time. So that's like what you should know about it. Um, there's a few major differences <clears throat> in this movie as to what happens in the game. So for one, and I mean, this is all in the trailer, so I wouldn't consider the spoiler territory. But if you want to go into this movie knowing as little as possible, like, I guess, get the fuck out. So in this trailer, you have Chris and Claire Redfield who grow up apparently in Raccoon City. And Claire sees something that scares her so much that she decides to flee Raccoon City and then come back and look for her brother, Chris. Now, that's definitely new. Um, She saw something so scary as a child, but she's been talking to the journalist from Resident Evil 2, um, Bertolucci. Oh, God, what's his name? Bertolucci. He's the journalist. Anyway, he... I'm not going to spoil that. But anyway, he's like this conspiracy theorist, or at least that's what it looks like in the movie. And she and him are exchanging words. And so he has her so freaked out that she goes back to Raccoon City to be like, yo, Chris, something's happening. And in this movie, Raccoon City is a ghost town. Um, there are some people there, but it sounds like they're all very, very sick. And of course, Chris is like, Claire, you're, you're, you're wild. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's kind of like where it cuts off with her story. And then it cuts to Leon's side of the story. Uh, which is he is I love that they're doing this so he is hungover from a breakup with his girlfriend so he broke up with his girlfriend super hungover from drinking so much which is why he's late to the 
to the first day of of job at Raccoon City Police Department, (laughs) which I mean, I didn't know that was actual canon until like not that long ago, but it is. They obviously changed it for RE2 remake. Anywho, so in this movie, Leon is not like kind of the serious police officer that you see in the remake he's supposed to be much more and i quote like geeky and nerdy which is kind of a fun take on him um and we just kind of see like what how how these events unfold and now it doesn't know i don't jill valentine is obviously in this but it sounds like they're telling her story from resident evil one perspective as opposed to what happens in re3 which is kind of an interesting thing but i mean we see lisa trevor we see chief irons we see william and sherry birkin the fucking ashford twins from resident evil code veronica are in there for a split second in fact the director got actual footage from the game to throw it inside the movie which i think is so cool just because he is a huge fan of resident evil and i love it so much the semi-truck driver from resident evil 2 is in it as well the Spencer estate is one for one in a lot of areas. The RPD is one for one in a lot of areas. Like, I am really just, I'm so excited. Like y'all said, fan service up the ass. And I just, that's what I want from this. You know, the Mia, is her name Mia or Mila? The, the, the Mila. Mila. Like, those were entertaining themselves, but like, they didn't feel like Resident Evil, right? But this just feels so much like Resident Evil. And I know there's going to be so many fun little Easter eggs in there to watch. I'm just thrilled. I am just having so much fun. Even if this movie fucking bombs. I will still be just so happy with the fact that there's all these little nods in this and it's something fun for the fans to enjoy. And I mean, like Andrea said, like I was really curious to know what someone like you would think who's just played the remakes recently, but you don't follow the lore obviously like I do, but it sounds like you're kind of sold on it as well. Anyway. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, I like horror movies. You know, this it's one of our pastimes together. And I think that, from what I've seen as somebody who's very surface level on my knowledge of Resident Evil, that it looks like it'll be fun. <sighs> Is it going to be the best video game movie of all time? Don't know. I mean, we'll see what comes up. But see, here's the thing. I watched, uh, I remember where Mortal Kombat, the trailers came out for the movie. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah, I don't know. This is probably going to be kind of kind of bad. And I watched the movie and I we really enjoyed it. I had a great a great time watching it. So it might be yeah. the same thing with Resident Evil. Like, okay, maybe the trailer didn't do it for me, but maybe the movie will. Yeah. So. I mean, you're not alone. A lot of people were really disappointed by the trailer as well. And it's either going to look good to you, I think, or you're just going to think it's like a giant heaping, steaming pile of shit because it looks a little cheesy maybe. And the CG maybe <laughs> looks a little crappy. Whatever. Uh, but no, I'll be really There's curious. no in-between, There's no, absolutely no. Said. You no. have to pick an extreme. Pick your camp. There ain't no gray in this in this game. But anywho, I'm very excited. I kind of want to rant out the theater to watch it when it comes out on November 24th. Ooh, That's a great idea. Right? Um, Having done that recently, yes. highly recommend. Really? Yeah. Okay. Highly. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think that sounds so fun. fun. I feel free. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Come on down. We'll rent one here in LA. I would actually go see this movie in a theater with y'all if you decide. We'll to bring you know, the babies. It'll be great. Oh, God. Brittany, come. We'll do it. Okay. LA. That's per- one way to entice premiere. me. That's just that's one. That's one <laughs> way. Let's do it. I will watch a scary movie if you come to visit. Oh, I love that. Bribing. I love it. We're never above bribes. <laughs> All right, well, that is going to do it for our official news. Before we get into what we've been playing, we have a few messages from our sponsors. This week's episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Going online without ExpressVPN is like changing while leaving your windows wide open. You might not have anything to hide, but 
Why give random creeps the chance to invade your privacy, right? Now, we all shop and browse online these days, and that activity seems to follow you just about everywhere. That's because when you go online without a VPN, internet service providers can see every website you visit. Yes, even if you're in incognito mode, your ISP can still see it. To make matters worse, they can legally sell this information without your consent to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. That is what all those cookie site warnings are about. If you guys know what I'm talking about, you always have to click accept all the cookies. That's that's what that is, friends. But there is a better way. You have the power to browse more anonymously. When you use ExpressVPN, ISPs cannot see your online activity. Your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server. And your data is also encrypted for maximum protection. ExpressVPN is easy to use. Just fire up the app on your phone and click one button. Now, I can always tell when I forget to turn my ExpressVPN on because I get Facebook ads from very specific websites. Yes, I'm already shopping for Christmas decorations. Don't at me, okay? <laughs> Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash what's good games today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash what's good games and you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash what's good games. This episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by Demon Slayer. Become the blade that destroys demons. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba, the Hinokami Chronicles, launches October 15th on PS5, PS4, Xbox, and Steam. Tanjiro, a kind-hearted boy who sells charcoal for a living, comes home to find his family murdered and his sister Nezuku transformed into a demon. Though devastated from this tragedy, he resolves to become a demon slayer to restore Nezuku's humanity and kill the demon that massacred his family. Based on the demon slayer Kimitsu no Yaba anime and the box office hit Mugen Train Arc Adventure Mode allows you to relive the memorable moments and thrilling battles. Versus Mode allows you to choose any combination of two characters to battle. With simple controls and exhilarating gameplay, rise up to become the strongest of the demon slayers. Master the multitude of spectacular skills on a wide roster of characters from the Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba anime. Get Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba The Hinokami Chronicles today, available in both Digital Deluxe Edition and Standard Edition by going to http bit.ly slash dshcwgg. That's bit.ly slash dshcwgg so they know that What's Good Games sent you. But don't worry if that's too much for you to remember, we've included the link in our show notes. I've recently gotten into the TikToks. You got into TikTok? I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm perusing the videos. Like, I'm getting a feel. Can I please send you videos? Yes. I'm getting the lay oh, of the land. Oh, no. Here it goes. I don't use TikTok. I don't. I'm trying to... <laughs> on a previous episode, I was trying to convince Brittany, and maybe we were talking about it before or after the recording. Oh, it was during our... To our start age. opening pokemon card packs on tiktok because i get yes. served so many pokemon card opening live streams and one night at like 3 a.m when i was pumping i was just like sitting there watching this dude opening pokemon cards yes. for like 20 minutes i was like why am i watching this guy just open these cards you know, packs? You know what's funny about me? that is because i had thought about it like i could open some packs on there and then andrew's like you should do that i'm like okay reinforcement let's go and i actually have a box do of it. cards that i'm just I just got to do it. Make a TikTok. Great. We just got to. This could be the moment. Oh, I know. This could be the moment for you. Once I start, I got to commit to it, Danny. Uh, The algorithm doesn't take your previous videos into account. You'd be fine. Oh, okay. Shit. Bye. 
Yeah. It's true. You just got to use the right hashtags. And whatever promoted music is, that's the key. Oh. The promoted music. Really? Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's, 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 the, nice that's your TikTok hack, everybody. Oh. TikTok algorithm heavily favors your videos when you use the promoted music. Correct. Mm. Did you music? They use the music for when you uh, show the play, PlayStation 5? I did. Mm-hmm. You did? Wow. Oh. Interesting. It worked. Mm-hmm. Did that have something to do with the success of my one viral TikTok? Maybe. Who's to say? Who's to say? Anywho, this isn't about TikTok. We're here to talk about what we've been playing. Before we get into our back for blood experience, because that's what a lot of us are going to be talking about, slash all of us are going to be talking about this week. Danny brought his shiny new piece of hardware. That's right. The Nintendo Switch OLED. Look at that thing. Now give it a little tilt so we can see the shine off the screen. Oh, Oh, you're Vanna Whiting it? Very nice. Nice fingerprints are still there. Nice and long. Looks nice and shiny. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on. Wait, turn it on. Let's see what it looks like. I got to put the... the new kickstand. Look at that big boy kickstand. Can you turn that around for a second? Yes. And show the camera. It's a thick one. For everybody oh, watching nice. at youtube.com slash what's good games, that is a proper kickstand. Thank God. And it's not that little dinky thing that the so Switch right currently now I'm has. I'm showing Hades. Ooh, oh, wow. Okay, hold it up game. a little bit higher. Oh, wait, sorry. I have to. <laughs> I can see the vibrant colors from here. No, that's, that's yeah. pretty. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this is. Can you is... hold it up for me? Yes. I mean, like, that's impressive. Yeah, it is. That is nice. Yeah, it looks very good. impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think this is. um. Handheld, I, I love this. Love this device. It feels premium. I was talking to Ree when we recorded a episode of Gamer Tag Radio a couple of days ago, and I really enjoy this this device big time. Now, the game that I've been playing the most is Tech to Effect Connected. It's very colorful. Oh, it must it be beautiful. Great. Oh, yeah. Very, very beautiful. And today was the first time I, I tried Hades because everybody was telling me, Danny, you have to try this game out uh-huh. on the Switch. And I did it. And yeah, they're right. This game is like top of my list of like games that you need to play on this device. But it's still not 4K. It's not 4K. No. Now, right? It's yes, 1080p. It's, it's 1080p. But the only issue that I have with this device is when you put it on dock mode, there's no major changes at right. all. No major changes. But for handheld, oh, it's a complete. Because I have the first generation Switch, mm-hmm. so you definitely could tell the difference. Not only the way how it looks. The way how it plays, but also the battery life is ext- like drastically a big change for from the one that I have. So, but yeah, I, I recommend this game, Hades, uh, Tetra Effect Connected, Metro Dread. I don't know, uh, Brittany, have you been playing that? I, no, Metro no, Dread? I, I I want to, but I don't need anything that makes me frustrated right now. Not I mean, I was like, do you want to? <laughs> it's do pretty challenging. It's a tough tough game. Yeah, I've heard but, nothing but phenomenal things about it, but I'm like, I don't want to get yeah. angry right now. You know what I mean? And it's been selling pretty well. Like it says that it's helping the franchise even more. Like a lot of people have been buying that game a lot. So yeah. that's that's positive because I can't wait for Metro Prime. Prime 4, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. Prime 4. Yeah, I'm, re- I'm excited for that. So does the so, Switch feel more uh, sturdy? Because that's one of the things like the OLED screen, fantastic. But my Switch right now feels so first generation, so rinky-dink. Like the kickstand already busted off. So I have no kickstand. I just have like this gaping hole with like the, the SD card in it. I think that's what it is. Mm. Yeah, and then the left Joy-Con feels so loose. It's like yeah, my left. I have a wiggly yeah. Joy-Con too, and I swapped that Joy-Con three times. Still mm-hmm. wiggly. Right. I heard there was a improvements that they made for for these uh, Joy-Cons right here, but 
it feels good. It, I don't know. It feels a lot different this mm. time. Cause may I may I hold it? Yeah, oh. go for it. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> I apologize for my fingerprints on the screen. <laughs> on the screen. Don't but, don't worry about yeah, it. It yeah. does feel like it's like a little bit weightier. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even when heavier. you touch the the top part where the fan, it feels more like. Premium. premium, yeah, premium. Nice. that's the word, yes. right? It feels more premium. Yeah, because yeah. the one before, I felt like it was very cheap, yeah. like it easily will break, you know. But like you said, the the, the stand, like I will travel. This oh, is yeah, pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be check traveling this. a lot, and I'll put it on like on a flight. On just that little a, like, tray a stand table, there yeah. Flight, that's a nice kickstand, man. But this one, this is what they should have done the first yeah. time. But this mm-hmm. is perfect for local co op. Like let's say yeah. Re and I were traveling. Hey Re, let's let's play. Hey. We released the, the Joy-Cons, and I'll put this on the side. We could even put this, like, all the way to the bottom like this. Ooh. Like, you see? Just barely props God, that's up. nice. And we could both play. Yeah, it's really, really you cool. You can also put it in vertical mode when you take the Joy-Cons off. So if you're playing something like a downwell, mm-hmm. you can put it, and the yeah. kickstand will hold it vertically pretty solid <gasps> as well. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. You want to pop that off and show? You can play it. What, I, first off, I've never played anything vertically on my Switch. I don't know how many games there are, but you can absolutely. Holy it's shit. What? Uh, yeah. What a time yeah. to be alive. My God. It's almost like if TikTok made a Nintendo Switch app, it'd be perfect. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Now, another Just thing. scroll, scroll, scroll TikTok on your uh. big OLED screen. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, speakers, it sounds pretty good, okay, too. Okay, yeah, speakers it's, are supposed it's, to be better. Loud. And there's a LAN part. Now, do you use the same dock? As the first generation, yes, you can use the same. So dock. I have it comes with a new dock, okay. and this one is a lot better because now I could connect the Ethernet cord mm. in there, and now the download speed from oh when, when that I'm, makes such a big yeah, difference, yeah, yeah. huge difference, and and especially if you're oh, planning to game, uh, planning to play a game like uh, Smash Brothers uh, online, it's going to be a lot better this time around. Yeah, a lot better. Okay. And, mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah. I ha- see. I have that exact model. It's still in the box. It's the white one. But I've just heard that the transfer process has been such a pain in the ass that I just have to. It's huge pain. It's oh no! It's a, okay. it's a pain. It okay. is a pain. So can you yeah. like walk us through like what happens in the transfer process? Yeah. So I know they gave me instructions how to do it, but I did it the old way. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna connect it. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say I'm gonna use this mm-hmm. uh, and my other device too. But here's the thing. What happened to me the other day? I went outside with Re because we were trying to show like some videos of us playing Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. outdoors, and it was trying to pick up the internet and the games wasn't working at all. I'm like, oh my god, what does it have to do? So what happened was the setup with Nintendo, you only could have one primary console. You can't have multiple at all. So I had to go online and research. Okay, how can I make this my primary console? So the way how you do it is you go and you go to, you go to the eShop, go to your account, and deregister your older okay. console. So once that's done, you go with this with this version right here, your secondary one. You go online now. This automatically will be your primary console. It's is it super like deactivating confusing. your PS4? Yeah, like that? it's kind of like that. Yeah. So I did that, and now I could go out there and play any games I want. But at first, it was frustrating. I was like, wait a minute. I, I transfer all my stuff. Why is it not working? It was because mm. of that. Because it, it was trying to like check licenses? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm, I'm good. Now I set it up easily and um, and yeah, play all my games out- outdoors now from now on. Okay. So it's been That's great. But good. that process is really complicated for those that are, are 
buying a secondary console for the first time is very, very complicated. Speaking of playing outdoors, how is the OLED screen in Sun versus the screen of the old Switch? Because I also played my Switch outside. Like last summer, it was like my pandemic game device like i would go mm -hmm. outside and drink a coffee and play animal crossing like every morning mm -hmm. during the summer last year but it t sucks battery because you have to turn it up to maximum brightness and i would have to like you know macgyver a, like a little umbrella situation to keep the screen covered so it wouldn't overheat it's a little bit better not the greatest but <laughs> full it, stop it's, yeah, it's slightly better but it also it also depends on the game like if you play a game excuse me you play a game like mario kart Touch of Effect Connected is very colorful. It's a lot easier to see. But if you play like a game, I was even testing out this out with Re, The Witcher mm. is pretty bad out uh. outdoors. So it all depends on, on the game. Now, there are some settings that you can tweak in mm -hmm. deep, deep embedded in the settings menus that help up the backlight brightness. Mm. And it makes it quite a bit different than the, uh, the old model of the Switch. Yeah. But it, it is... It is still a console in the sun. You know what I mean? Like right. I would say temper expectations if you think it's going to glow like like a light bright. Like, it's definitely not. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. It's not a Kindle. No. It's not a Kindle at it's all. It's not a Kindle. At all. It's still a, a, an OLED screen. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's yeah. only so much it can do. Exactly. Did you have the OLED Vita? Yeah, I had a Vita. Yeah. Did you have the OLED Vita? Uh, I had the launch Vita. Was that? Yes, yes, that was the ori the original launch Vita. Was the OLED Vita? Yeah. So that's and the one. And they changed the screen later in the life cycle. I, had I was that just going to ask if you had a comparison because I know that the Vita is kind of like the de facto like creme de la creme handheld screen experience mm -hmm. when it comes to gaming. Obviously, cell phones have better screens. Like Apple's Retina screen is mm -hmm. delicious and wonderful, but it's not what a handheld gaming device is right it does a lot of other things so how would you compare this to playing on vita oh man that's a great question i personally think this is this one is a little bit better and the reason is because the screen is a lot bigger, bigger. than compared to vita yeah that's the only thing i can remember at the moment but <laughs> that was yeah. a long time ago that vita I mean, in, yeah, that was, in your I mean, defense was, it was a while ago <laughs> a very long time ago <laughs> and and yeah my vita didn't last that long i was like okay i, I love luminous but i want to see what else is oh no! The, the, the Vita fanboys and girls are grabbing their pitchforks as we speak. Oh, no, I think no. that I think that 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 device was so ahead of its time. Like it was so good, but yes, I felt like there was a lot of promises, like the the Call of Duty game and Bioshock game that never came out. And yeah, it was just like a lot of a lot of indie games. Perfect for the Vita. Oh, it was great. Mm. But besides that, I don't know. I've heard horror stories. Oh, Sorry, great. attack me, uh, Godfrey. <laughs> Twitter. You want to <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I've heard um, horror stories, so I want you to be careful of people losing all of their Animal Crossing data because they haven't. What? Yeah, what? They, I guess there's a specific way you have to do it, and I don't know what that way is, but I've heard. Yes. You know what? Yeah. So I remember this now. Now you're you're correct. So I'm not gonna mention the name, but they gave me an instructions of how to transfer all my games, uh -huh. regular games. That's not Animal Crossing, and there was a separate link on how to transfer your animal crossing to the to the switch OLED. right i was like huh mm -hmm. but now it makes sense what you're saying now that, but it's like a totally with, different process but there's cloud saves with animal crossing now how did they lose all their data i don't know i i, I, I think no the problem is That's like it's, there's a few different ways to do this whole process because you have your sd cards too involved if i don't 
fucking get all of it. Also, I heard that if you have Pokemon Sword and Shield, that that data is saved locally on the Switch, and it's not saved in the cloud, or I don't know, understand it. It's a whole thing. Mm. So be careful with that, too. I know! What the fuck? But we just give them all of our money. All the... Look at us. All suckers. We all have the new console. We're like, oh, we're so excited. Now that's actually here. We're like, oh, I don't even want to deal with it right now. But see, here's the the conversation I was having with with my co-host Paris the other day. Paris Lily. He was like, Danny, I went to my Xbox Series X and I downloaded, I think it was Fallout from the Xbox 360 days. And he downloaded the save from over a decade ago and it was fine. (laughs) Like, super easy to download, but why Nintendo's making it so difficult to, to download or to to transfer from one Switch to the other? I don't. I just don't I get it. I feel like it goes back. See, Brittany's got her pre-chand up. I feel like it goes back to their <laughs> legacy infrastructure and how they just never prepared for this digital moment. And now to redo it all is such a massive undertaking that some of their legacy games might not probably will not run if they overhaul their entire back-end system. But they're going to have to eventually, right? Like, they've been skating by up until now, but we are marching towards an ever, you know, like, inevitable future of all digital, right? Mm -hmm. It's something that's going to happen eventually. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so I think that they're going to have to address this at some point, but when they're going to do it, who knows? I mean, we've talked about this on the show ad nauseum of of me saying... You have enough money, Nintendo. Hire the people that can make it happen for you. It's going to be painful, but just rip the Band-Aid off and get it done now. Yeah, and you know what? The 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 part that it kind of bothers me because, see, us, we're, we'll go online, we'll, we'll research. Like, it's easier for us to do this, right? But imagine the average person that have oh God, there's no a way. Switch. Don't go to none of the like, gaming sites or Twitter. They just, they're fans of Nintendo. And they now buy this. That's going to be messed up, man, because now they're going to lose all their process if they're fans of Animal Crossing or other games, too. It's like they got to make it easier for everyone, not just us, the hardcore, yeah, you right. know? So, yeah. <sighs> oh, Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. I will go to their parks, though. Universal oh, Studios. Man. Yeah, Nintendo Land, let's go. I will also say, as someone who so. primarily plays Switch on my Switch Lite, this. We might have two in the house. Mm. Like it really does feel different. Like the Three. word, the word we keep using is premium. It feels more expensive. It feels more sturdy. It definitely yeah. feels like something that's going to last a lot longer mm. for sure. Do you think it's enough to make people not wait for what we all anticipate a Switch Pro coming next year? No. Okay. Now I have the old launch Switch. Yes, for me. If you have the the second generation Nintendo Switch, I think you could wait. You could wait if, if you, you have want. The now light, you can wait. Now, if if you're a person that is always out there traveling and outdoor, then yeah, if you want to make some changes, go for it. Like I love the screen. The screen is drastically different than than the previous mm-hmm. one. So, but for you, Re, you have Nintendo Nintendo Switch Lite. Would yeah. you would you change it? To the, this? the Switch Lite is great. Battery life is great. It's perfect for travel. I don't feel mm-hmm. any need to to get it. Except for the fact it just feels nice in my hands, and mm-hmm. it's it would be a treat. It feels luxe. Right? It would be a yeah. treat. Absolutely, yeah. it's I not just, a necessity. I just wish they had the D-pad version of, of this. Like I love oh, yeah, the yeah. Nintendo Switch Lite, 
I just love the D-pad with these buttons, and I get why this was designed like this way. And the Joy Cons aren't interchangeable. Oh, because the Switch Lite they're built in, right? You can't take the Joy Cons. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You so can't. you can have a dedicated D-pad because you don't need to take it off mm -hmm. to be its own controller mm -hmm. functioning on its own. Oh, I feel like that's a fixable problem. Well, I play the Pro controller. I love that controller. Me too. That's one of my favorite controllers yeah. with Same. the Xbox Xbox uh, controller too. So yeah, it's it's so good. Oh. Mm, all yeah. right. Well, I'm gonna have to unbox mine. I also have an OLED here. Technically, it's a John's, but... <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yes. Which game will you try out first besides Animal Crossing? Because I know you're going to say Animal Crossing. <laughs> Is there any any other games that you will test it out just to see how it looks on the, like the screen? Probably Diablo 2 Resurrected. Mm. Great choice. Mm. I think that's a great choice. I played all of Eternal Collection on my Switch. It was a really fun experience for me playing through that entire game because I dabbled in Diablo 3 when it originally came out, mm -hmm. but I never finished it because I had it on my PS4. And then, you know, we got the news about Diablo 2 Resurrected, and I was like, ah, oh, well, switch time it is. And so I think that's going to be the game. Great though, choice. Great though choice. Though I do want to see what Doom looks like. Mm. Doom looks really good. Have you checked out Breath yeah. of the really Wild? Good. Yeah. Have you What's checked that? out Breath, Breath of the Wild? Because I heard in some areas it can be a little too, like, bright in your face a little too colorful i haven't really tested out with that mm. one i have i did test out uh the auto worlds i tried that mm. one uh loading is ridiculous but uh it looks tried bioshock when you say ridiculous Bios you mean it's long long i mean the, the game it takes so long to load like it's yeah. like yeah but even with the older switch it's the same thing i but mean but it was that way on xbox one too it wasn't until series s that that like this one, is, fast. this one is worse. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out but, the Nintendo Switch is not as powerful as Xbox yeah. One. <laughs> but once it loads, it looks beautiful. It looks great. Um, and oh, what other game you said? Um, Bioshock. Bioshock look. Bioshock Infinite. Oh my God, it looks oh, beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually have the game. Yeah, here. something we haven't really talked about is like the blacks are really truly black. That's too. OLED, right? Yeah. yeah, that OLED screen really does sing in the the high low contrast for sure. You can, you can oh, see he's it. got a game card. <laughs> How game that's card. adorable. Hey, I love Bioshock. Love Bioshock. <laughs> I had to buy the collection. Let's go. That's dedication. The, collect, the whole collection. <laughs> yeah. fandom right there. Yeah. I mean, but too, yeah, the I love Bioshock too. Did you see my big daddy artwork inside the house? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't remember. He's like, I he think no so. <laughs> I'm to, I'm like, he where? doesn't know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'll show you my big daddy stuffed animal later. It'll yes. be fine. <laughs> Let's do it. Anywho, all right. Well, thank you for your impressions on the console. I wanted to make sure that we talked about that since it's brand new. So if you guys are interested, I have no doubt that there will be retailers doing trade-in bonuses. So if you have a Switch and you're interested in getting the OLED, Black Friday is around the corner. Just sit tight and maybe you can get yourself a deal and trade up and get yourself a brand new Switch for the holidays. Another big release this week, which you may have seen me post about on Twitter and probably seen a lot of other people talking about, is Back for Blood. Yes. So this game yes. is developed by Turtle Rock Studios of Left 4 Dead fame. They actually made another game that I really liked called Evolve. Which Loved is. Evolve. The 5v1. Wow. It was so fun. That I was played that cool. game. It was a 4v1. And I remember seeing this at E3. At E3, I'm like, man, this game has a lot of potential. And mm -hmm. I don't know what I don't know what happened. It was just yeah. it just died really fast. Really what, fast. What happened was the gameplay, I think, felt a little lopsided, and you were getting people that were really good at playing the monster, and it was really tough to get a cohesive group of hunters together in order to be able to overcome. And so 
you would think normally, oh, well, for humans versus one human, it'd be fine. But I think games like Dead by Daylight have shown that that asymmetrical gameplay is very difficult to do well. Mm -hmm. And it's even more difficult to do well when you have an anemic online matchmaking community. Because clearly Turtle Rock knows what they're doing when it comes to co-op and multiplayer gameplay. They've been in the game for a long time. So I think a lot of eyes were on this spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead. So I got to play with Rihanna and Danny a couple times this week. And shout out to friend of the show, Khalif Adams, and friend of the show, Jeff Rubenstein, who also joined our parties um, each night. And so far, I'm kind of on the fence. Brittany, I'm assuming you've been playing with your co-op partner number yes. one? I played a few matches of it, but we also tried playing it when the child was awake. So you can imagine how that went down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys just played two. Did you play with AI or did you play m with public so matchmaking? We, it's kind of weird. And it could have been because we were playing when it was in early access and maybe the kinks were all worked out. But we had set the lobby to private. And he and I were in a, in a group together. But there would still be people who would join our party like 15 minutes into the match. And I couldn't quite figure out why. But it turns out there's another setting in the options where you have to make your lobby private as well. It, was, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And it's a really convoluted way of doing it. But um, yeah, we played a few matches. And I'm still just a little... I think I have the general gist down. And I think you guys have played more than we have. But I'm still a little unclear on the card system and how it really works. Is it really necessary? We've only played a few matches, like I said. So maybe we're still a little early on in the tutorial phase. But I mean, to me, as like someone who played Left 4 Dead very casually, it feels like more Left 4 Dead, which is not a bad thing. Obviously, the card system is a big overhaul. And I like that you can buy stuff in the little safe rooms. But um, yeah, I mean, we're having fun. There are a few like modes that I'm kind of or a few game gameplay mechanics that kind of were like annoying and again this could be because my kid was wailing that could have affected my mood dramatically <laughs> just throw that out <laughs> you there don't say but there was like a mode where you had to you had to grab explosives and place the explosives and oh yeah okay that was the one yeah. and I had just been brain fart I brain farted and I didn't realize that you actually have to like grab the explosive and so like I went to the areas where you had to grab them and sure it says grab explosives in the top right but the font in this game is so small that I just completely missed it and so by the time I got to the part where you had to plant the fucking explosives they were still on the fucking ship area and I had to go all the way back and then I was frustrated and then I was dying a whole bunch and then we were being timed and the AI right now anyway is just really bad they just yeah, yeah i haven't played a match with the ai yeah. yet when we were getting ready for the show today i said that's like kind of my one area of knowledge that is lacking of how the ai works so you're saying that as expected the ai is yeah i mean shit. the gameplay itself is really fun but the ai just are not helpful they keep getting stuck they keep doing the glitchy thing where it looks like they're a strobe light you know and they keep like getting stuck on oh no they, yeah really? they keep getting stuck yeah. on stuff and um that was kind of frustrating and you know whatever it is what it is it was early and we only played a few matches so i don't want to like say anything too like definitive right now but so far it's fun i'm excited to get back into it i think there's just a few little kinks that need to be ironed out that might lessen my frustration so far but that's my take so far and i do want to let everybody know that we were provided yeah. promotional copies of back for blood by warner brothers games and if you are listening to this conversation like what the heck is back for blood anyway it's a new first person cooperative zombie shooter 
And it's available on pretty much every platform. Series X, Series S, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, PC with cross-play and cross-gen support across all launch platforms, which is phenomenal. And essentially, it's basically, you know, you shoot zombies. Is it on Game Pass? You shoot zombies. It, it is, is on, on Game Pass. Pass. It's on Game Pass, yeah. Also, yeah. speaking really quickly to the crossplay, super seamless and uh, as a very large Apex mm. fan, uh, way better than that. It, it's as simple as putting in somebody's, like we were playing on Xbox, we put in someone's PlayStation Network ID and it, it friended them immediately and we were able to play in like oh, 30 nice. seconds. That's yeah. great to hear because I know that you've really touted Apex's crossplay as probably like the best of the best of crossplay right now. Oh, yeah. this one's this way better it. than that. Absolutely yeah. seamless. We didn't have any connection issues. Chat was really smooth. It was very easy. Well, I, I have to say one mm. thing. Usually when we play together, we put it as like private chat. Yes. But for some strange reason, the game still will pick up your audio and you will hear double of the voice. Oh, so yeah. You have to turn your microphone volume down manually in the audio settings yeah. if you don't want other people to hear. Correct. That seems mic. like a fixable thing that they can patch. I hope they can fix it, yeah. but I find that so odd. I've never seen that with any other game. I don't know. It was just strange mm-hmm. to me, but... It is yeah. a weird setting, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Having played Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, Zombies with you two, and really having that as a fresh comparison to a co-op zombies experience, they felt very different fundamentally. I think that on its face, you would think that there's a lot of things that they actually have in common. But the things that I noticed right away is that the gunplay between Turtle Rock and Treyarch is like wildly different. The way the guns feel, the way that you customize the guns, and really how you pick up guns is different as well. The way that you get resources in game is different. And of course, it feels like the campaigns and the narrative behind the campaigns is developed in a very different way. I kind of like that in Back for Blood, there is this hub world that where you can kind of run around with your teammates and you can go to a, a shooting range and test out the guns. You can spend supply lines points for specific card upgrades and it feels like there's a more communal experience there where as in call of duty you have that in a lobby but it's not the same it doesn't feel as interactive and immersive Mm. but that said i think the guns in call of duty feel a lot better and maybe that's just because i haven't gotten into more upgraded guns now you guys have played a lot more than i have do you feel like you are really enjoying the gunplay experience in back for blood you want to go first three yeah, uh, I'll talk about the gunplay. I, I definitely agree. I prefer the Call of Duty Zombies zombies gunplay simply because I'm more familiar with that weapons loadout. I've played almost every Call of Duty there is. And so like th- those are way more familiar. And I know what I like. I know like what single fires I like, what auto fires I like. I, I know I don't ever like shotguns. I, one thing that has surprised me is I love melee Ooh, in Back yes. Blood. I am covered I in I love zombies. it, too. I'm so <laughs> glad that you mentioned that because they actually make melee feel like a viable path towards success. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of other zombie games, it feels like melee is a means of survival and like I'm going to melee because I'm about to die and I'm only meleeing because I have no other option. I'm either out of ammo yeah or i'm trying to get away or get a zombie off of me but here it's like no melee is a legitimate strategy and it's almost 
my first choice, I would yes. say. So the way that I spec my character, I put on different cards, as Andrea mentioned, that allow me to recover health by meleeing enemies. And if I find a hatchet at the beginning of the game, I'm set for like the first act and a half. And the game campaign mode, which is what uh, the three of us have played together and what Danny and I have played the most hours of, has four acts. Each act has many different checkpoints within it. And when you get to act two, you're struggling if you're not really on point with your team mm -hmm. as Brittany mentioned bots will not really get you that far in the campaign so it it does rely very heavily on co-op it relies a lot on teamwork and the card system Brittany I don't know if maybe if you if we get a chance to play with you and we can go a little bit further yeah. it starts to feel a lot more viable because you are specking with your team mm. so we will constantly drop currency to one teammate so they can buy a team upgrade or we will like activate a card that gives a team health benefit instead of just an individual health benefit and that really does get you a lot further in your gameplay and it's starting to feel a lot like we just talked about it hades yeah. where you're picking cards specifically for that run in order to optimize what everybody else is doing. And it's it's like a co-op Hades zombies game, which is yeah. the strangest mashup I've ever spoken out loud, but I am absolutely feeling it. But really quickly getting back to the weapons, I definitely agree Call of Duty takes it. However, I'm not hating what I find. Uh, I feel like the weapon drop rate is pretty generous they give you a lot of variety of different types of weapons you have shotguns you have rifles you have snipers which are pretty viable especially for the boss battles and <laughs> those sweet sweet melee weapons and they all feel very fair according to what level they are so you have common which is white you have blue green and i don't know if we've seen any purples but i've seen some gold attachments mm -hmm. and and i do think that there's maybe some more room to get more familiar with them but in the beginning of the game they they feel very samey as long as it's the same weapon class and melee is absolutely the way to go but you know what it is too i think it's because zombies from call, call of duty zombies and back for blood is two different styles like i feel i could take my time with back for blood but with call of duty if it depends which version you play um the regular zombies it's like non-stop waves not, there's no type of breaks in there um, compared to Back for Blood, but Back for Blood, I really enjoy, I'm enjoying it. But here's the thing, I prefer to play this with friends, yes. with people that I know, because you definitely need to communicate with each other on things you do. Because let me tell you, Act Two and up, especially Act Three, it gets really what difficulty really, are really challenging. On? Recruit, oh, recruit, wow. and that's recruit. I can imagine yeah. veteran okay. and, and and up, oh, and higher. It's I think it's gonna be very, very challenging. But even when you go to like act, uh, I think like halfway of two, zombies is like coming nonstop. So the only thing you have to do is, as a group, as a team, you have to be shooting and just keep on walking. Shoot, keep on walking. You can't just stay in the same same area because eventually you're gonna run out of bullets. Mm -hmm. I think that's a style of gameplay that I haven't played in a while this idea that you can't wave clear mm -hmm. no that and that's i think also a difference between other zombie games and this game it's like no the zombies are just going to spawn indefinitely like they're just going to keep spawning and you have to just keep moving it really tells you like mm -hmm. just really engage with the level design and really go towards your objective more than anything and then stop to kill zombies only if you 
need specific items for them. I think a lot of the people that we played with, I think everybody we played with was rocking the card that was the heal for melee kills. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It's Which almost a must. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the card system, I think, is really what sets Back for Blood apart from a lot of its competitors in the space because we've seen other games really comfort this style this year even. Like Alien Fire Teams is doing something diff- uh, very similar. GTFO on PC, which is the game that's been out for a couple of years, um has also doing something well i guess it has i guess it's like what two years that game has been at mm-hmm. um between early access and and launch so that's doing something really similar and i think that what is interesting about the card system and the deck building is that they're taking some of these rpg elements that we know from other styles of games and saying apply the sensibilities of what you would do in a deck building game and bring it into a co-op shooter. And that's where the teamwork really comes in. And I like that they allow you to build multiple decks and that you can build decks specifically for solo runs, build decks specifically for swarm mode, uh, which is kind of like the endless horde mode. And then for the campaign specific, uh, and I like that you can really choose, am I going to build like a support deck or am I going to build more of like a tank deck? And there's not a lot of games that allow you to have that kind of flexibility. And of course, like any game, there's a progression block where you have to play a lot to unlock stuff. And that to me feels a little frustrating when you're playing solo because it's tough to get to those later levels to unlock the cooler cards and the better characters if you're playing by yourself. And so hopefully there's a way for people to you know, progress and maybe they'll make some tweaks to the AI now that the game is out there amongst the masses and they'll be able to get much more player data back. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll also ahead. say just really quickly, Danny, mm-hmm. there's also a lot of opportunity to jump in with a set group of people if you're playing solo. So the matchmaking pretty seamless. Like, like people can drop in and drop out. If you drop in and a group of people are say they're halfway through act one already, it'll give you like three or four cards to pick. Mm-hmm. So you can catch up really quickly for that exact play session. So it doesn't punish you for, you know, having a life and needing <laughs> to jump in when your friends already put 20 minutes in Pray. and it's very <laughs> generous with your time. And, and, the progression, it is really frustrating when you're by yourself, but I think it really gives a lot of opportunity for you to collaborate with people and to hop into matchmaking, even if you aren't on comms. And, and it does give you that catch-up mechanic so you don't feel like you're quite left behind. Now, I would like to ask all of you how you could compare this to a game like that they worked on, Left 4 Dead. Because I, I find this game better than Left 4 Dead and more challenging than Left 4 Dead, but I want to hear from everybody. I didn't play Left 4 Dead. Oh, you didn't? No, oh, that's a full stop. Great it was game. like it was one of those games that just kind of went by the wayside for me because I when that game originally came out, I didn't have a co-op crew. Mm-hmm. And I didn't play online multiplayer games. I was like a solo game player like full stop. The only multiplayer gaming experience I had back then was like Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Like legit. <laughs> Which is great choices by the way. Thank you. But <laughs> very choices. different choices. <laughs> very different. I, I really enjoy Back of Blood more than than Left 4 Dead. And the reason is is the car system. I think it it changes everything and the replay value because of that is gonna make me go on and just keep on playing the game and, and experience different different challenges, right, Ree? Cause, yeah, absolutely. Because even before when you start a level, you can select the challenges. Okay, you want a, a speed run or, or it could be a, mis- a mystery boss or like uh, 
try What's to get through one? without setting off any alarms. Oh, those or crows. Birds. Those That's fucking tough. crows. Yeah, the crows. <laughs> it's no joke. They're no, tough. no joke. I was, yeah. so the very first time I played with these guys, I like just like straight <laughs> ran into like the flock <laughs> of crows. Murder of crows, I guess it's called. And had no idea. They were like, oh no. <laughs> but, but for those who are listening, they don't know that when you set an alarm or you make some loud noises, it will attract a lot of zombies to to go to that area so it's like non-stop zombies so yeah. it can get really really challenging yeah it's almost like a horde mini game within the campaign whenever yeah. you set off an alarm or there's certain enemies that will raise an alarm if you get too close to them and and something else i don't think we've touched on is each level is very similar obviously the map will be similar um but some of the unlocks like the different rooms you can go into to um, to open up weapons chests or different health pack upgrades they're procedurally generated so you can't rely on your memory of the level the first time you went through for your second third or fourth time mm -hmm. and every time you play through a certain mission some of the locations of the bosses of the the upgrades of even just basic molotovs or grenades will be different so the replay value, I think, is way, way higher than most of these shooters, mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, look, if you have Game Pass, try it out. You don't even have to buy the full game. Just try it out to see. For, for me, I think this is the, for the service, this is the perfect game for Game Pass. Because now you can play with other friends that have the game. Or if if there's people that purchase it on any console, you can still do crossplay, like like Re was saying earlier. It's a lot easier to just find people online and just play together. And um, it has been a great experience. I, I'm really enjoying this game a lot. And look, I'm a huge Zombies fan. Huge, huge, huge fan, uh, Zombies fan. So Also, quick shout out to the writing and the characters. There's a lot of dialogue that your characters will just kind of on the fly throw out there. Some of it's pretty laugh out loud funny. I've had a lot of those moments. I forgot sure. to mention, like, depending on the characters that you picked, um, they also have a lot of abilities to, like, uh, do certain things that other characters won't. So, like the one that I had, I forgot her name, but I could. Carly. Uh, Carly. She's the one that could sense if there's any enemies around or if there's an alarm by a door. I could sense it. I could. I, I see the vision of like, okay, it's red. Then I tell everybody, okay, who has a toolkit? We need to work together to unlock this door, or we'll bum rush, but. <laughs> The alarm will pop up, and that means a lot of zombies are going to come in, and it's going to be a lot of challenging. Um, yeah. Things like that. So, um, what is it your character? The character do you like to use? Yeah. And what is their abilities? I like the character mom. Oh. Uh, also, mom. I have a, a badass oh, outfit. Mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a great outfit unlocked from mom, and I, I love the way I look. Andrew even threw always, out a shout out the other day. Bloody. The, always the bloody. The cosmetics in the game are pretty good. Pretty I've been good. playing as Holly. I mean, mm -hmm. of course, he's redhead, so yeah. I think Holly gives everybody more stamina. <laughs> yeah, like plus 25 stamina. And yeah, useful. And she's definitely a, like a melee character the despite the, the fact that she's like kind of a... Okay. Yeah, yes. she's kind of like a dainty like femme character for a tank, but I'm into her. it. Yeah. It works. She her, has her, her hat to the back. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's good. And now I think, my, I think my, mom gives everybody a, an extra life, which oh. <laughs> we need. Well, yeah. Carly, for me, I, I give everybody... I forgot how much. I think fifty percent speed run for the whole team, mm -hmm. like more speed, more speed. So mm. yeah. definitely need speed. Wait, what about you? And the, the, what is Holly, what, the what's bat. the character? I like the bat. The bat. Oh, oh you too? Yeah. Let's eye oh, face okay. sync. That's my middle so name. Brit face sync. Is that like the standard? <laughs> yeah. That's the standard pick for everybody. Is Holly? Because well, think she's one the, of the four starter characters. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? yeah. you you start unlocking more characters later in well, the game. They, 
tell, let me tell you, once you start running, which you will, because you're going to need to sprint away from all the zombies that are trying to eat your face, stamina and, is a thing, and she's yes. got the most stamina buffs. And swing, she too. That, that. She has a good swing. <laughs> good swing, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So there you go. I say play this game. Yeah. If you can, try it. It's and fun. It, if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's free. Match and me. if you don't, for Xbox $10. And Xbox and, PC, and PC. Yeah. yeah. $10 to try it out on Game Pass for one mm-hmm. month. Um, if that's the way you want to go or, you know, obviously it's available on a bunch of other platforms as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how when a game like this is in Game Pass, you play it anywhere other than Xbox. If you own an Xbox or a PC, obviously, if you don't, you know, and you want to play, Fair yeah. point. you got to buy it like any other game that you buy. But if you have an Xbox, like for 10 bucks, this game is at a fantastic value. Now, is this full price sixty dollars? Because I, I haven't looked. I believe so. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Let's check. Yeah, go, I think uh, you can justify that price with the replay value and all the different modes. I know Brittany has more experience with the other modes than we do. Yes, Brittany. Huh? <laughs> or were you just <laughs> dancing for fun? I was dancing because my camera was glitching out, so I was having a party all by myself. Don't mind me. I'm over here. I, I'm. You need a glow stick to make I it official. It is fifty nine ninety nine. Yes. <laughs> I like it. it. It's contour. Oh, you are glitching out. What is happening? I don't know, but I love it. This isn't too bad compared to what we've had happen in the past. I look pretty normal. I don't have anything. Okay, it's back. Oh, like, yeah, no, it's good now. It's Halloween, so you gotta, you know, hey. Thank you. We've had some really bad glitches, video glitches before. Yeah. Yeah, fair. All right. Well, outside of Back for Blood, I see Polka Crack. Yeah. Here for one Brittany Brumbacher. Um, yeah, I, ladies and gentlemen, I never thought that my fervor for Pokemon cards would reach the all-time high that it has. I collected the shit out of these bitches back in elementary school, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to you know, kind of grow out of this a little bit. It's worse than it ever has been, and it's terrible now that I have an income because I can buy Pokemon cards. No, I don't have too much to say here other than just I am back on the Pokemon trading card game wagon, and I can't stop, can't stop, won't stop. And there's, I know, Ooh. I can't, I can't help it, Re. It's, it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. So Jason and I have this really fun tradition of every Friday. We've done this probably for the past, like, two months. Hashtag pandemic life. Where we put the child to bed. And then we each have, like, maybe, like, ten packs of Pokemon cards. We pour ourselves a glass of whiskey. We play Pokemon music. Friday is our food cheat day. And then we usually have, like, an abundance of very unhealthy snack items at our disposal. And then we just we just open Pokemon cards together. And it usually takes us, like, an hour or so because we just, like, nerd out and take our time doing it. And uh, it's just a really fun fandom to be a part of. And I would say for the most part, it's very – everyone is just very kind. And they're very – it's like a, a community. Everyone is just like rooting for each other to get these really fun polls. You know, we spend time organizing our cards and sharing pictures of our polls with other people. And we've been doing a lot more of that lately than playing actual video games. And I think the reason is, is because by the end of the day, to hop on and play a game such as like Back for Blood, which we're having a lot of fun with, but it's still like kind of high, in, high intensity and, you know, it's not like an easy game per se. It's just more fun to sit with a chill pack of cards and a glass of whiskey and just open up some fucking cards you know what i mean so that's kind of that's been our thing and so there's a bunch of new um card packs that have come out like pokemon celebrations recently came out and it's kind of a rehash of some of the older gen one cards that came out when we were kids and um yeah we're just having a really good time with it and so 
unfortunately, you know, that that has taken up a lot of our gaming time, but it's been good. It, it feels like a more intimate way to spend time with one another rather than kind of across the living room on TVs, you know, like just chatting about the game. It's more of like face-to-face interaction, which can get away from you, <laughs> as Andrea probably knows, when you have a, a f- almost a five-month-old in your life. So it's been <laughs> lovely. And that's my polka crack story. I'm sure I'll take the time to tell you all about my new polls as they come in. Sorry, you're in this ride with me now, friends. I think you should do this on TikTok. I know. I, I really yes. feel strongly about TikTok. it. TikTok. Uh, I know. I, need to. I just need to do it. I need to start. And then I need to like have that commitment ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You could take the polka world by oh. storm, Brittany. Take it by the Brittany's polka Brittany's going to be all over the news. All, <laughs> all over the news. Yeah. Brittany. Me. TikTok. Make sure to follow oh, her. Danny, I'm not, I haven't launched yet, Danny. My hype, man. You got to wait. I, oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I, I'm, so you don't launch without the CTA. I have, to, I have to prom- It's I have at to promote. Blonde Nerd, though. You could go follow the Brittany blonde, at Blonde I Nerd. The Blonde Nerd. The Blonde Nerd. The Somebody blonde else nerd? took Blonde Nerd, that no. bitch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at my ride or dies here. I love it. They're ready to fight you, whoever you are. Yes. But not really. We'll make a link tree. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We'll make a lean trade. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, I'm happy that you're happy. And as soon as you launch your Pokemon live stream unboxings, we will send all the friends to come and watch. Because I have been having a TikTok scrolling problem lately. I think that's a solution. I, I will go ahead and just say, if it's an addiction... It's not really a harmful one. <laughs> you know, if scrolling TikTok is wrong, I don't want to be right. It keeps us sane during those Says middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> keeps us sane during those middle of the night pumps. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know that you have a TikTok problem when you're willing to watch your TikTok scrolls on mute because you don't want to wake the baby. <laughs> I'm not that bad yet. Anything to make this work. <laughs> you left your AirPods in the other room. You damn if you're getting up to go get them. Watching everything on silent, I guess. We got so specific just now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's yeah. my life. It's either that or I'm spending more money on Amazon. And if my husband has to open another Amazon box that I've ordered, he just might divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> poor john so speaking of which there's like two more boxes arriving tomorrow don't hate me honey <laughs> i've definitely been using the wedding as an excuse to order a lot all the time well, if you need any uh assistance with fun wedding stuff let me know um yeah. well we can't close out the show without <sighs> oh 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 it's time is it happening what's going on it's happening. it's happening. All right, we got to get our content without me making good on my bet. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, you may have remembered an episode of What's Good Games Live that Danny here guested on, and it was the day that the news broke. September twenty yes. eighth, the week the news broke. That was wow. a year ago. Yeah, over a year ago. I cannot believe that news happened a year ago. Time is a flat circle. Yes. And we made a friendly wager on the show. We had a spirited chat yes. about what Microsoft would do with Bethesda. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a fuck ton of money. I can't believe Microsoft paid this much. And Danny was convinced that this would mean that Starfield would be exclusive. And I was not convinced. I'm still, to, to be clear, not convinced. <laughs> Never give up. They're being <laughs> nah. They're being cagey. If you look at everything they've said publicly, it's cagey. Does it smell of time? They haven't said it. Video. They haven't. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. I could answer that, but go, go, go so ahead. So what we what we 
specified mm-hmm. was that it wasn't going to come to any other consoles a la Street Fighter V and how that never left PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Or like Spider-Man never left PlayStation 4. We still don't know if that's the case, but they very clearly were like, it's an Xbox console exclusive because it's coming to PC. So to make good on my bet, Danny being the consummate gentleman that he is was like, you don't have to get me anything. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> nah, she's... A Drake always pays her debts. Yes. And yes. so I got you a bottle of one of my favorite red wines. Mm. So, I love red wine, by the way. So I asked him, I said, well, what do you want? Do you want whiskey? Do you want tequila? Do you want wine? He said, get me a red wine. So this is a really lovely red. So this is a 2017. I saw Cabernet. It's technically a Cabernet and Cab, Cab Franc and Merlot blend called Justin. From That's the winery, Justin. Uh, it's in Paso Robles, which is right here in California. So it's a, a, it's a big, be- beautiful California red. Brittany, what's the matter? Oh, Ree's hands were just fucking... That was sexy, girl. You got you got some good hands. It's because she's got this fly man. Of course. Tanny's like, like, did yeah. you do this yourself? I did. Oh, she's of got course. this beautiful... Hold on. Yeah, let me yeah, get the close up. She's got this beautiful manicure, mm. which you guys can hopefully see. Um, so I went and bought this. I don't buy this wine very often because it's expensive. But if I'm going to make good on my bed, you know, I got to get you the nice stuff. So... Here you are, Danny. Thank you. Congratulations. I you just want to say. I lost. I just want to say I love Andrea. We, we've, we've been friends for a very long time. And honestly, I do have a question, oh. though. Uh-oh. When was it you were like, okay, I think Danny's going to win? I held out yeah. for a long <laughs> ass time. Did. Can I say? Yes. And your fans came at me constantly on Twitter that were like, "Hey, Andrea, did I didn't you say see anything. This? I was quiet the whole time. Like, you know what? I'm just waiting for Andrea to hit me up." <laughs> it was after I think it was after Aaron Greenberg, their head of marketing over at Xbox, friend of the show, and you know, personal friend of mine, who he had tweeted. For everybody who is not clear, <laughs> this is an Xbox console exclusive. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, it's time. It's time for me to just concede. But I hope that one day, if that exclusivity lifts and they're like, well, actually, like how we never thought that PlayStation would bring any of their exclusives to PC, right? Like I personally never thought that I'd see a PlayStation first party game on PC, you know? And now it's like, we got horizon and death stranding and or or MLB last the, of us is coming to pc and will be the show uh, also on xbox like who I was mean, expecting that i wasn't expecting that at i all. wasn't either what an what an awkward marketing deal that mlb like negotiated because when you watch all of the marketing trailers for that game and seeing the competing <laughs> logos it's weird it's man. very developed um, by sony santa monica but on xbox game pass just imagine this turning on your console and be like all right i'm launching mlb the show and i see the playstation logo i'm like on that xbox console <laughs> i've never it's weird thought we're <laughs> time. in a different time Sam. very different time but but honestly like i i know we had the conversation about exclusive or not i think exclusives is not bad that's gonna make you go out there and buy the product or the service like we've seen that with with streaming services with like netflix and disney plus and you know nintendo's been doing that for a very long time playstation you know acquired studios all the time and and it's also exclusive i don't see that's like a bad thing now if i see xbox buying too many studios i'm like okay 
Now this is like a monopoly. Like, I mean, it's way too much. I mean, like, know? they've bought a lot of studios. Yes, but I don't know. It's I, not a monopoly yet. You know not why? Not yet. Not because yet. Not EA yet. is still the biggest publisher. I mean, yeah. I think now that Microsoft has bought Bethesda, those numbers may shift in mm-hmm. Microsoft Studios' favor. We'll probably need to wait a year or two to see. But with Ubisoft still existing, with Take-Two Interactive still existing... I think that there's plenty of healthy competition. I think what Xbox is doing with Game Pass is really good for the industry overall because mm. I think it makes people reevaluate what are we asking gamers to give up and what are we giving them in exchange and how can we mm. make that more competitive. And not only that, I, and now I had this conversation with Ree, you know, what, growing up in New York City, you know, my mom didn't really, you know, my parents didn't really have a lot of money so I couldn't really like go out there and buy consoles all the time like how it is now. And I think with Game Pass, it's going to help a lot of low-income uh, parents and, and families who now buy games. Even if they don't buy the console, they could play this on their maybe smart TV or their mobile devices. Like It's going to open the doors for, for new gamers to go and, and try new games because of the service. So I, I think that part, to me, is like the best part about about game pass so. new gamers and creators too. and creators and creators yeah you're right absolutely i think it's interesting whenever somebody takes to social media and bashes you know game pass as something that's not good for devs and i was like don't worry microsoft is paying these developers <laughs> don't think that because a game launches in game pass mm-hmm. that they're getting less money for like, some reason no microsoft's just footing the bill writers. you know they're doing what epic games did with the game every right. game store you know i mean think about they're, it yeah uh, imagine um, outriders <laughs> just only in stores not in game pass it would have not been success- successful like because game pass gave that push especially now when we have the conversation about back for blood that's helping the game a lot more man so at the end of the day i think it, people are going to discover not only AAA games but also double A games and, and even indie games. We're going to discover more because of the service too. I think that's a great thing. Yes. Oh, no. Wow. And to be clear, I don't think Game Pass is bad. I don't think what Xbox is doing is bad. I just was so sure that because of how they had marketed the game so far and how ubiquitous Bethesda is as a brand across platforms since their early PC days, that they wouldn't make that deal for this game specifically, that the games beyond that, of course, you know, would be exclusive, but I didn't think this game would be, but you know, I'm happy to be wrong if it means that you get to enjoy a nice bottle of wine. Well, thank you. But, but to be fair, to be fair, I think, Starfield originally was developed for, for PlayStation oh, and also yeah, Xbox. 100% and it was. PC, of course yeah. it was. Yeah. We know that because Bethesda made an exclusive deal for Deathloop and for Ghostwire Tokyo, yeah. right? So yeah. those games are PlayStation exclusives and as of now still are. And I think that, you know, clearly they were developing Starfield and I assume Elder Scrolls 6 for multi-platform as well. And... I think it's really going to be interesting to see Elder Scrolls not come to PlayStation consoles. I am kind of a bit bummed knowing how much time I spent playing Skyrim on my PS3. But that's, you know, more of a PC crowd game anyway. <laughs> I mean, think of this. Remember when, when Microsoft acquired Rare? Back then, I was so in shock. I'm like, wait, what? That was like a Nintendo platform. Like, everybody would just buy their games from, from, from Nintendo. Like, Nintendo 64, right? So... I think um, it, 
I'm very curious to see how things are going to be once Starfield comes out and Elder Scrolls and all these other games that used to be exclusive, not exclusive, but, but available for every other platform. Now it's only going to be on Xbox and PC. It's going to feel very. I'm going to grab my popcorn once it's officially out there. Through Twitter, because you know it's going to be a beautiful, glorious, hot mess. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah. to that point, yeah. it'll be a hot mess on Twitter. But for the average consumer, they don't. Care. I know. They don't care. They don't yeah. know. They don't follow it the we way we do. That. They'll That's just true. be like, "Oh, it's on this thing that I already have, or it's on this thing I don't have oh. yet." It's very straightforward for most of yeah. their audience. To be fair. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're not I, wrong. I think it's it's a unique competition in the gaming industry. You know, I think because of this, now PlayStation is going to be acquiring more studios too. They they need to be competitive too. Nintendo's going to do the same thing. I think that's good. And at the end of the day, us the gamers, we win because now we have so many other more choices, and we're going to experience some cool things. I think in the future because of everything that's going on between all these companies that are competing against each other, you know? So I think it's a good thing. It's a great time yeah. to Absolutely. be a gamer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, before we go, I want to give you a congratulations on your Times Square oh, feature. Yeah. As part of Hispanic Heritage Thank Month you. with Twitch. Thank you. I got emotional, by How the way. How not? That's incredible, that. man. Yeah, because, you know, I was telling Ree... 20 years ago, I was in Times Square for the launch of Xbox, and seeing that was like full circle, yeah. you know? So and that's your hometown. It, yeah, it's my hometown, and and especially seeing my mom there in Times Square, seeing the billboard, that was like, I, I, can't beat, I can't beat that. That's best feeling cool. in the world. And you have so. a big stream coming up tomorrow that people who are listening to the show will be able to watch the VOD of. Yes. I'm actually uh, doing a, a Dominican dish. I, I'm actually cooking for the first time. Time. the first time oh. on stream it's gonna <laughs> be on front on page stream or ever no 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 i i cook i cook here and there but it's not so maybe like I, the fifth time ever in our <laughs> yeah, well, but i've never i've never done this live on stream and also on the front page of twitch so that's gonna be very interesting that'll be fun you can't be nervous no, i'm not nervous i'm not ner- i'm not nervous at all we're gonna have fun like we we did it and uh we did a practice together. run we did a practice run and the most difficult part, I, I had to do it because it was like, it's called a, a Dominican dish called Tres Golpes. Um, it's a breakfast a breakfast uh, uh, meal uh, where you eat uh, mashed plantains with onions, salami, fried che- fried Dominican cheese, oh. and also uh, <laughs> uh, fried eggs. So I'm literally salivating. So it's so good. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so we got fried plantains, yes. cheese, onion, salami, yes. and egg. Yes. Sign Fuck me up. Yeah. I'm in. It's an amazing I could, breakfast. I, I can make it for you. Yes. Yeah, we'll do it. Oh we'll do it. It's so, it's so good. We Actually, when we went to Putacana, when we were over there on vacation, we were eating that That sounds all so the time. good. Like, the whole week. It's so, so good. so good. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. So where can people watch the VOD of that? Yeah, you go to Latinx and Games. Uh, it's on their official so channel twitch.tv slash latinx in games last thing yeah latinx in games and yeah if you go to twitch.tv it will be there on the front page uh, Thursday from 5 to 5 to 7 well so, this yeah, show we'll comes there. out on Friday yeah. they're not gonna know yeah they'll have to vote it uh, well well, they'll vote it there you go but they can <laughs> follow you on Twitter where can they follow you yeah Godfrey at Godfrey G-O-D-F-R-E-E and you host uh, an award-winning podcast? Yes, mm-hmm. Gamertag Radio. We're on every podcast platform. And now we're about to hit 1,170 episodes. Wow! 
That's a lot. That's a lot. Damn, dude. First gaming podcast, first gaming podcast in the world to hit a thousand episodes, which is insane. So impressive. Worth a congratulations, a oh, round of applause man. for for Danny and his co-host. Let's pop this bottle. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will drink that with you. Let's do it. I also want to stroke Danny's ego um, real quick because I feel like I see you everywhere, my man. I feel like you're not. If you're not doing interviews, you're doing presentations. If you're not doing presentations, you're doing like classes on how to podcast. You were just killing it lately. So I just want to give you a huge props because I feel like you're just fucking doing everything and you're killing it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I. You know what? At, at the my goal is to inspire as many people as possible um, for them to do the same thing. You know, I've been doing this for 20 years, just, you know, content, as a content creator, uh, podcaster, almost 17 years. And I just want people to see like, hey, look, it, everything was not perfect, but I kept on going. I never mm-hmm. gave up. And, and I think the most important thing, too, is you have to have fun. Overall, if you're not having fun with doing this, like Andrew, you've been doing this for a very long time. You still have fun. Still to this day, you and Brittany has fun doing this. You know? It's so. true. I was just talking with a friend of mine today about how burnout is such a real thing that content creators have to deal with. And, mm-hmm. you know, being a content creator in the pandemic was its own special sort of hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. how it's so tough because normally our escape working in the video game industry are the trade shows, are the events, the travel to previews and getting to see each other in person. It kind of makes the grind worth it when we get to see fans of the show in person at our what's good games meetups or whether we get to see friends like you at like a preview event and we get to talk about the games that we're playing and the content that we're making and we haven't got that now it's been over a year and a half and who knows when it's going to resume it's probably going to hit two years before stuff really looks like it's going to start resuming again and it's been hard and so i think like Brittany said it's a testament to your ability to keep on hustling as a content creator and I would love to get you back on the show where we can all kind of chew the yes. fat on what it means to make podcasts and yeah, yeah. content creation. We can talk about the mm-hmm. classes that you have and mm-hmm. people are interested. Um, and it's been great. And I mean, mm-hmm. Re, you are launching a major brand <gasps> in less than a month. That's that's bonkers. <laughs> it is. It is. It's it's definitely important to acknowledge how hard all of this shit is. And yes, I'm very grateful you brought up the term about burnout it's real. Pretty much everybody I know is burnt out at this point. And you have to have people around you who keep you excited about things and having those download moments at conventions were really helpful. But you know, what's taken the place of that are group calls or our ladies chats or, you know, coming at Brittany on Twitter (laughs) randomly about something very suggestive. (laughs) And it's just so important to have people around you who inspire you. Like, Danny inspires me every single day to keep going. If he wasn't in my apartment, I don't know how I would have gotten through trying to launch a TV network in COVID. Can we just like, like stop launch a TV network in COVID? You fucking badass. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's hard. God. And, and I want to say this too, because I, I, uh, this is the thing I love about Re. You know, I, been through a lot in my life you know the past couple of years have been really really rough for me but uh re helped me so much during covid oh my god oh. like i love it so I'm much so drink just so i can specifically just say thank you. you so much thank you so much for all the help it's been oh. it's been crazy crazy year but yeah, yeah. keep your friends close y'all but seriously mental yeah. health is important 
yes. having some place to unplug and say things that are inappropriate and <laughs> finding a safe space like it's so it's so real like you really need that shit and like yeah. lean on each other find your co-op partners in life and in gaming and do not let them go because yeah. they will get you through this stuff uh, absolutely well, we love you both so much. Nice. Thank you for being on the show. And we want to get you both back on. Probably going to have to do it separately so we can actually give you each your own individual spotlight. But together, whenever. Because this oh, has been yeah. a fantastic hey, show. We, we got engaged. So we got to celebrate together. So uh, yeah. Yes. 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 Party. Yeah, let's go oh party. Let's do we it. We just got to get Brittany back down here. I miss my blonde nerd. It's been too long since I've given you there's been no physical touch between Mm -hmm. us since march 1st of 2020 and that's a sin yes how sad is that wait march that's when they're 2020 wow pax east was the last time i saw Brittany in person if we only knew back then yeah because we both were pregnant so it wasn't safe for us to travel you know yeah. And then I, you know, was in the hospital for like three fucking months. <gasps> we won't uh, talk about that right now. Instead, we're going to talk about how excited we are for you two. Congratulations again on your engagement. Don't forget November 16th is the launch of G4. And Danny, if people want to find Gamertag Radio. Yeah, Gamertag Radio. Search for uh, f- search for us on any podcast app. We're out there. and Subscribe, follow us, and... Hey, like you post reviews for What's Good Games. Hey, post reviews about us too, man. It'll help us out. I think it will help podcasting in general. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And Re, if people want to keep up with all of your shenanigans, where can they go? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, most of my shenanigans happens in private, but a lot of it happens <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Let's go. You can follow me at Rihanna Tweets Now. That's R-I-A-N-A Tweets Now. I will definitely be tweeting more about G4 now that the news is out and I can finally talk about shit publicly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll be retweeting absolutely everything about our schedule for launch day and beyond. And keep your eyes peeled for some merch Ooh. stuff coming soon. Ooh, well, well, well. All right, everybody. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I, I fully expect you to tweet tweet your winnings. Oh, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.